a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with John Basher. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, of course. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett. Benny Bloss is back now, and he's running fly. The 2020 stuff will be out. I don't know when you'll hear this, but it should be out soon. Um, so, yeah, lots of things going on with the fly racing guys. Formula Helmet as well. Absolutely killing it. I love my, love my fly racing stuff. Kinetic mesh stuff, as it's getting hotter and hotter in Vegas, uh, works really, really well. So, please, if you're, if you're getting heat in the summer, try their kinetic mesh stuff. It absolutely vents incredible. Thank you, flyracing.com. Thank you, Alpine Stars, the Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. On the feet of some of the best racers out there, of course, uh, like Justin Varsha and Eli Tomac and uh, Jason Anderson, among among the few. Uh, Slickwash.com, Monster Energy Pro Circuit uses it. Use the code Steve at checkout at Slickwash.com to save on their three-step wash process. Uh, if it's good enough for the Pro Circuit guys, it's good enough for you. I've uh, used it myself on, on my bikes and mountain bikes, and it works fantastic. I also want to thank the folks at Maxxis, M- MXST Tire. Uh, out now, if you want a high, uh, high end tire and you've overlooked Maxis in the past, circle back around and grab an MXST developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath, among others. So, thanks to uh, those companies for coming on board. And thanks to Basher for doing this. I've known John for a long time, worked at MXA forever, and uh, was the guy at the races for MXA for a long time. Uh, interesting backstory for him. We touch on that, touch on Jody Weisel, of course, uh, talk about the JGRMX program that he works for now, as well as their new uh, motor uh, line that they've launched for RMZs, man. They're doing a good job for that. They're relaunching it. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to touching, talking to John about all of that stuff uh, and more. And probably talk about mumbles a little bit as well. Um, okay, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for all these podcasts. Don't forget we're on Spotify now if you want to do that. And they're on the Pulpmex app. You got the Pulpmex show. You got the Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursdays. You've got uh, the fantasy stuff as well. Privateer Island show. This show, Pulpmex show. Lots of listening. And uh, I appreciate all you guys doing that. It, it's working out really well. Numbers are up, of course. Mark's told me something about some server stat that was insane the other day. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, here's John Basher. All right, everybody. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, happy to have a guy on the line that uh, I've known for a long time in the, in the motocross media game, now working as a communications manager for the JGR guys, among other things. It's John Basher. What's up, Basher? How are you, man? I'm doing well, Steve. Yeah, thanks for the uh, call. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Somebody that, uh, like I said, I've known you for a long time and uh, wanted to get you on to talk about the uh, latest things from JGR, which is, so it's a nice tie-in. We'll touch on your days at MXA. We'll touch on some X Games stuff. We'll, we'll touch on a few things. But um, for you, first of all, how do you like the gig at JGR? It's been two years, a year and a half? Yeah, it's about two and a half years. Okay. Yeah, sorry, January of seventeen. All right, so uh, obviously you're in the media game like I am now, and now you're you know focused with JGR, press releases, media stuff, uh, retail side of things with JGR. How's the gig, man? How do you like it? You know, this is uh, it's a great team, a great I, I would even say a family because you have you know some of the top guys here being able to work with them um, on the retail side, on the race team side. And then also having the opportunity to do a little bit of cup shop work too. So okay, cool. It was, it was getting introduced onto the NASCAR scene. So there's a, a lot going on here in Charlotte. I, I, uh, it started out as a, a retail position, retail brand yep. manager, and slowly that transitioned into communications manager, but also running the retail side of things. 
so it's it's been a wild ride to say the least. I've learned a lot. Uh huh. You know, you see one side of well, just like you, you're a mechanic. You saw that side. You saw the race team, and then you switch over to the media. I started in the media, now I switched over to race teams. So. Yeah. So it's uh, it's eye opening to say the least. Yeah. Uh, you, how long were you at MXA for? Well, man, it's I started as in like a summer co-op internship. Okay. My first summer was 2002, and then I did that. Went to California because I'm from upstate New York, south right. of Buffalo. Did that 2002, 2003 in the summer, and then worked there while I was in college. So full time started in 2004, right after uh, I graduated. Bought a one way ticket, flew to Long Beach, and that was it. Ran that until <laughs> yeah, yes, actually stayed at MXA until the end of 2016. So was it a was it an easy well, – then you moved back east. You were working back east, of course, where you're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, not wh- exactly where you're from, but east coast. Um, yep. Was it a hard decision to leave MXA and do the JGR thing? Did the JGR guys – did they woo you? Did they give you a um, you know a package of something? Or, or did you did you leave MXA first? How did that sort of transition come, and how was that for yep. you? Well, you have to go back even a few years before that. Getting married, having one kid, then two kids, uh, it's – you know, it's, it's expensive to live on the West Coast. Yeah. And for me, I knew it was always going to be the decision between family or work. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, you know, family, in my opinion, family should win out. So my wife and I, who is from Southern California, we decided, all right, we, we want to move back to the East Coast. It's where I'm, yeah. you know, where I'm more familiar, cheaper cost of living. Uh, but I still thought it'd be a possibility to work for motocross action. And, mm-hmm. you know, fortunately Jody was, was on my side with that and went to Roland Hines, the publisher and kind of pitched it. And so he was cool with that. And I, I actually moved out to the coast, uh, living in Newport, North Carolina, which is where Cooper Webb is from. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of funny driving by his, his dad's surf, surf shop. shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every so often. But I, I kind of knew the writing was on the wall to where it was. All right, well, motocross industry for what I did is so you know not solely based because you have Racer X that does great in West Virginia, right? But they have people all over. But you know, a lot of it happens in Southern California, especially yeah. for test, you know, bike testing, which yeah. is yep. what MXA has been known for. So I could kind of. It was self-inflicted to where I go, all right, well, I know this is something that I'm probably going to need to look long-term. And I approached JGR and said, hey, you know, I I love the team. Yep. You know, I'm obviously a fan of, of J-Bone and Coy Gibbs, even though, you know, you maybe you're not a fan of Coy Gibbs. Oh. From all the stories I hear. I'm no, I love, uh, yeah, I love Coy Gibbs. <laughs> Yeah, I was good. He's on my he's on my list of guys to talk about. So yeah. Don't worry. Oh, idiot! He's, You're an idiot. <laughs> mumbles himself. Yeah, I want to talk about mumbles. Water bottles and yeah, all yeah. that fun stuff. Right. Um, and so I I opened discussion with with Jeremy and trying to get with Coy as well, which mm-hmm. is never never that easy because he's so busy on the NASCAR side. And there was a, you know a position kind of open on retail to kind of get the retail really moving forward. Yep. Well, that, then I started here in January of 2017 and five months later, you know, we're struggling a little bit on the engine side, suspension side, really getting the ball rolling. Right. And so I was transitioned over to communications manager in hindsight, Maybe something I should have just started out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going from a media guy to a retail guy is, yeah. uh, is a big step. And, but it, I'd like to think it worked out for everybody. I, I don't want to speak for for all the other guys, but um, everybody I believe is in a, a better place now. And we've come back to retail in the sense of, you know, really online. So I've yep. been building that side on the apparel and then obviously now hard parts with uh, Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. It's the, my opinion of the JGR hard parts line 
retail line. They did the Butler Brothers Suzuki team motors and suspension. They've 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 delved into it here and there. But my impression, and correct me if I'm wrong, Basher, but is Coy has never just dove into it. He's put his toe into it. They've put some efforts into it, and until now. They've never fully dove in, I think, and now with these with these kits that we'll talk about in a second, uh, these Suzuki kits, you guys have committed more than you've ever been before. Yeah, I would I would say so. I mean, Koi obviously committed to the race team back in two thousand six, two thousand seven, and on the hard parts, it's it's something foreign to him. Koi knows racing. Uh-huh. You know, he grew up in that com- competitive competitive atmosphere. So to go retail, he actually. You know, he hired people. He bought screen printing machines mm-hmm. yeah, that are upstairs. Yeah. Like, he dives in on certain things. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But following through is is kind of can be difficult sometimes because if you're not um, lighting the world on fire, then you know, obviously anybody would be hesitant. So, yeah. On this Suzuki engine package kit, this is something that Jeremy Albrecht, Dean Baker, they were instrumental in trying to get this thing done and that's what's pretty cool about it is you know this is it's technology that's uh kind of trickled down from Mm -hmm. the race team right so koi's take on it is you know go full steam ahead Uh, we're not going to be right off the bat having you know a hundred cylinder heads in stock yeah but we're going to try, and that's part of my job, is to forecast and try to stay ahead of the curve here, so mm-hmm. that we're not we're not backordered. And it's you know another thing I'm learning. So. Yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> right. Um, so you've got so you got the stage one kit, you got stage two kits for four fifties, two fifties, complete heads, uh, high compression pistons. Uh, the folks at Get uh, have helped you out as well with ECUs. Um, this is the real deal, though, huh, Basher? Like, this stuff is – and Chris Kiefer came out and tried it. You got a media intro the other week, too. So I, I placed a couple of texts to a few guys, and the reviews are good, man. You, you guys have done a good job with this. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the sense you're getting from, from these packages you're offering? So far, it's been really positive, and it's cool to you know have, have buddies in the media that will shoot me straight. Not just kind of sugarcoat. Right. Oh, yeah, yep. it's yep. good, good right. job. And then you get mur- <laughs> then you get murdered on the back end. Right. Um, the initial reports are really good. The 450, I it is astounding from what I'm hearing. It's awesome. Guys are telling me, oh, I raced a RMZ 450 in Supercross, and this package is better in these areas. The two on the 250 side. Obviously, that's probably even a little bit more popular because mm-hmm. when you're talking about a 250 and younger guys, they're looking for you know more horsepower than let's say a guy on a 450. But initial reports, yeah, they're yeah. I'm I'm going to be cautiously. I won't say glowing, but mm-hmm. cautiously, I'll say they're they're very favorable. Uh, Dean Baker, the motor guy there, uh, one of the motor guys there. Um, yep, gone back a long time. Uh, he's a smart guy, knows what he's doing. And I don't know if you've asked him this question or if you can tell us, like, how close are these to what Amart's running 250-wise? I've asked him that myself. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Dean Baker can be a man of a few words, especially when it comes to uh, secretive information. Yeah, yeah. It's – the piston is, is, from my understanding, is nearly identical to what they run on the – in the race bikes. The the cams are very close. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the get they developed that specifically for this package, so it's it's you know completely different because yep. they're running factory ECUs. But the the cams piston and the the porting portings is solid. But you know we're using a stock valve train. We're yeah, not using, yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 these guys, people aren't buying these things and pulling them down every week. You know. Yeah. It was, and that's the thing. It's like you're talking about durability, and mm-hmm. Suzuki is, you know, is doing a very good job of making a very durable production motorcycle. And we didn't want to, you know, basically squeeze every possible ounce of horsepower out of the thing, and then have all these grenaded engines come back because it's bad for us. It's bad for Suzuki. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's neat. So. 
Are you selling these things? Are, are, are the orders going out yet? How's that going for that? I mean, obviously, it's early. It's early in the process. But what's been the consumer reaction for, from it? So far, the we've been doing well on like a stage one kit, yep. which is the get pre-programmed RS1 Pro ECU with the high compression piston. We've sold a number of the well, quite a few of the 250 heads to guys like uh, Rich Taylor, mm-hmm. Colton Eigenman, and to Australia, to Japan, and they've been running those now for a little while. And really the hot sellers at the moment is that piston and ECU. Yep. And ob- obviously what's been around a while is the adjustable pull rod. Yeah, yep. Okay. So um, oh, yeah, it, it, takes a, it takes a specialized you know, racer to want to say, all right, well, I have $3,500 and I'm going yeah. to drop it on this Stage 2 kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, yeah, it, uh, it's cool. I like to see that. It's really neat. Um, I had a 450 Suzuki for a while. It, it, it gets a, it gets a bit of a bad rap. You know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. e-start big deal. Um, do I like my Yamaha better? Yes, I do. But for the price that Suzuki selling the bikes, and I think that it's a misnomer that they haven't changed anything. People think, oh, it's the same bike as yeah. 2012. It's yeah. quite a bit different. And I never once found myself basher saying, you know what? This Suzuki is just holding me back. I, I can't. I, I, I need more. I, you know what I mean? It is a f- good bike. It, it is, mm. There's nothing wrong with it. I, 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 I make jokes here and there also about Suzuki. JG, JT's got one, so maybe I'm part of the problem. But in all honesty, they're good bikes. There's nothing wrong with them. They're also uh, yeah. the 450. It's pretty cheap compared to some of the other bikes. They, they, they look great. They're fantastic-looking bikes, and it's a good all-around bike. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I feel like Suzuki does get beat up a little bit more than they deserve. Yeah, there's just this perception, and it's something where I wish that people, like, we could just drive around the country and say, hey, you know what? Right. <laughs> Try this. ride this bike. Right, yeah. right. Give it a shot. See what you think. I mean, don't don't worry about what your friends say. You know, we, we won't tell anybody that you're riding this bike. Just go out and give it a <laughs> shot, and then come back and let us know. And I yeah. think, you know, people will be impressed. Right. So it's, I mean, bikes are so good these days. Exactly too. it, right? I mean, on the yep. media side, I'm like, good. I'm glad I'm not doing, you know, yep. shootouts anymore because they're. I know they're they're all they're all very good. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I, yeah, like I said, the 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 450 was all new last year, and it and it's a pretty damn good uh, bike. It turns really good. It's skinny. Power is good. Suspension's good. Like, yeah, I just feel like. Yeah, did it did it lose the shootouts? Yes, it did. But 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 trust me, outside of ninety, outside of five percent of the riders in the world, it, the bike's fine for you. It works great. Yeah. So yeah, you know, um, no, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys doing this. It's really cool um, that 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 JGR is doing this, and it's a. It, I want JGR to succeed in this sport. Uh, Basher, we'll move. We'll transition a little bit into. I cannot believe I've said this on the show over and over. I cannot believe that that JGR cannot get a title sponsor for their race program, and if they can't, then we all better in the pits look around and be like, "What the hell is going on here?" Because <laughs> I, I, you know, with the with the with the meetings that Coy and Coach can get with Fortune 500 companies and people all over because of the name that that JGR brings of excellence in NASCAR and and the the dirt bike program. For anybody who hasn't been down there, the shop's amazing. Uh, you guys can do all this stuff, including this the, these these engine mods. I. God, God, I hope you know things change for the for the race team a little bit in, as, as far as sponsorship. I, it just it really depresses me, Basher. Oh, it depresses you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not for a lack of trying. I don't. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, sponsor decks and phone calls. David Evans, Jay Bone, Coy. I mean, it's just yeah. it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. And then you go to. You know, you go to a Supercross race. You got Chad Reed there, Justin Hill, all those guys. And you look at the autograph lines. You see the the people that are there. Supercross is doing really well. Mm-hmm. Nationals are great. And then it's like, people, where are you spending your money? And kind of what we talk about is digital. Yeah. You know, it, it's <laughs> so much digital. It's changed a lot in the past few years from where companies want to go, all right, well, I'm going to put my – my logo is going to be on the shrouds. It's going to be on the rider's jersey and the hauler, and we're going to get this, that, the other thing. Now they're saying, okay, well, we need metrics. We need to track this. We need to reach a younger audience or this specific audience. And 
it obviously it's getting more and more difficult to appease potential sponsors. Mm -hmm. But, but the thing that really gets me is like you mentioned with Joe Gibbs racing, NASCAR side, you know, winning organization, a lot of big sponsors and where they really excel is in business to business, that yep. networking, right. getting FedEx to work with M&Ms. So, you know, M&Ms can save or Mars can save on their shipping and mm -hmm. FedEx gets that business. And, you know, we've angled that yeah. on the motocross I'm side. Sure, and right? it's, yeah. it's just, uh, it's tough. Yeah. It I, is, it is really difficult. I, I can bet. I, and I know, you know, like you said, David Evans and, and Jay Bone and Coy and, and everybody has been, meeting with so many people probably and i just like i said we're in, we're in a bad spot when jgr can't get a title when I, when they can't sell a company on our sport we're in a bad spot i don't care what anybody says them yeah. you know we had mike genova in here six months ago and he says he spends a million dollars on his race team and he got audited and the irs guy told me he's an idiot you know we, <clears throat> we need these guys yeah we need these guys yeah. we need coy gibbs we need forrest butler we need mike DeClose yeah. and, and 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 mike genova it, it's it can't be all the oems everybody you know so yeah, yeah, that's a probably another topic for another time. But man, it, it yeah bums me out a little bit. So, um, yeah. for you on the communication side of things, new guy this year, Chad Reed. How'd you like dealing with him? How was it? Uh, you know, I, I was over the truck quite a bit, and you know, obviously Chad is. I think either Chad or Roxon are one A or one B for the most popular riders in the sport. Mm -hmm. um, what did he do for your program? How was he to deal with? What what changes did you notice dealing with Chad? Well, Chad Reed. <laughs> Being being an MXA guy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's all full circle. Yeah. Um, it was like you know uh, finding a finding a spaceship, trying to get a, a hold of Chad Reed to <laughs> to get any sort of content from him when I'm, when I was an MXA guy. Of course, it it varied year to year depending uh, yeah. on of course you know yep <laughs> who the team manager was, where he was, um, but. You know, when he came on board, I'm like, yes, this is awesome because yeah. he he brings that excitement, that the abilities, of course. And so I but, I, you know, I was a little nervous. Yeah. Honestly, because yeah. from my my past time. Yeah. And I, he's honestly been super cool. You know, it's not like we're best friends. I, I don't can't say I'm best friends with any riders. And I, I kind of blame that on the old school media way where you're just right. I mean, not like hanging out with everybody. Uh, but it, if I need a quote or something signed or just, you know, a request, yep, yep. he, he was, he's been super cool. Good. And yeah. it's nice when he comes in cause he does obviously live in here now. Yep. He does stop in frequently and you know, we get to get to chat. So on our race reports, you know, I, I pride myself on the things is, being able to have those quotes from the riders, mm -hmm. you know, because let's face it, for most people, press release is a press release. But so what do you what information will the media get out of it? And quotes is really the, the primary thing. Yeah, you I, guys would be looking. I for. use them. I rely on them. I look at them. You know, I read them. It helps me do my job better. So, yeah. So, you know, a one. I'm like, OK, here we go. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. You know, he. he picks up the phone or we text or yeah. usually it's you know it was by phone and even after you know when he when he had that bad crash you know we we chatted yep. shortly after just like hey man i don't need a quote i just you know get better i'm so sorry to hear about it and right it, you know so it's it, it's been fun man I'm, to work with chad reed is yeah it's incredible to work with all these different guys. I specifically remember when I was at Yamaha, at one point, he said, I don't want that motocross action guys around here. And I don't think it was you. I, who knows what happened? I, I don't even know. But mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, boy. Okay, something happened. Like, I don't even <laughs> like I don't remember what it was. You know, Jimmy and Jimmy Perry, who the manager was, goes way back with all of you guys. And he, we, yeah. all, we all laugh. But Chad was serious. Like, I don't know what you guys said or did, but whatever. I, I, don't, I think that band worked probably for a week or so. You know, who knows? But yeah uh yeah funny time but now you've come full circle like you said so um uh and what's justin hill been like to deal with obviously look he's a big topic on all of our our dumb media shows because you see the speed but then didn't look like he was in shape he struggled at times now he's out with an injury there were flashes here and there but nowhere near the amount of flashes or the the, the results that i thought he would have 
Uh, but what's he? What's it been like on your end of things? Um, frustration or or dealing with him has been cool, or how's that been? On me personally, how has it been dealing with him? Yep. Oh, he's one of the coolest kids ever. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's great. He'll. He's the type of guy that you can go out to dinner with. Um, yeah, ask him what's going on. He'll shoot you straight. Yep. You know, he's he's kind of like the the type of person, that personality that I would think everybody can get along with. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now on the the communications press release side, yeah, I, I ripped my hair out a little bit just because it's you know he's been struggling. He hasn't hasn't been probably where you know everybody expected him to be especially after um last year tampa yeah and everybody recounts tampa bay oh man he was yeah he's right there (laughs) the next week in atlanta all right he's coming up through the pack all right he crashes breaks some toes yeah and then you think okay he's gonna get back on the 250 and crush it and then that that was a struggle so man it's he's a great kid and he does he does things at the practice track that blow like blow all of our minds. Yeah, I've heard. Yep. He's like he dissects the track. It reminds me of Kevin Windham when he used to do his um the opening ceremonies and he would just boost from one rhythm lane to the next. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could like, do that all day long. He huh? would yeah, he <laughs> would do that regularly. And you go, "All right, this weekend, this is it." And then you know, something happens. Yeah. So, uh, um and isn't it funny, like, I, I run into this, so, I, you know, I have all these podcasts and I have stories that I got to write, and you were in this as a media guy. Like, I reach out to guys, and these racers, and I get it, and so do you, Basher, they put so much of their self-worth in their results. Like, I tell these guys, I've had a guy's been like, hey, I don't want to come on because I did shitty. I'll be like, dude, I don't care that you did shitty in one weekend. Like, you're, st- I still want to just talk to you about the season and yep. the, the race, but they put their whole self-worth into their results, and it affects them. Yeah. And I, I sometimes have to – some friends of mine, I have to, like, talk off the ledge. Like, dude, I don't care how you did. It doesn't matter. Like, it's one weekend. Don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. But that's not how these guys work. No. No, there are very few that do. I yeah. mean, the last guy – now that you mentioned it, like, one of the great guys um, that I've ever worked with that always just was super cool was Nick Way. Yeah. You yeah. know, even towards the end of his career, wasn't lighting on fire. Mm-hmm. But man, that guy would would come. He'll do whatever you want, do photo shoots, interviews, and he'll own up to it. Yeah, and that that is so respectable. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately, maybe it's you know, thanks social media. Um, yeah, maybe dare I say message boards will get right. flamed on vital for this. But you know, I I think that people really we're human beings. So a Justin Hill or any other rider, he's going to be, you know, ch- checking social media mm-hmm. or reading comments or hearing things. You know, you, these guys don't live in a bubble. They can't live in a no. bubble anymore. No. So when the results aren't where they want them to be, and then it gets piled on by expectations from others. And then people are lobbing insults or saying, you know, negative things about him. It's yeah, it's got to be tough on them. Yep. And I know that you know we're not all we're not all saying that you know we're delicate flowers here, right? Um, you know, <laughs> you, these guys are professionals and they're they're doing their best. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a challenge. I know that. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. So um, for you yourself, uh, Eric Bernard was in here on Monday night for the Pulp Mech Show, and he had just got back from X Games China, and I always found it ironic that a motocross action guy was the judge <laughs> was the judge of freestyle and, uh, and, and and you you've been the judge for freestyle for for how long basher how long have you been the x games judge for you know that was supposed to be our secret man. oh damn it sorry I'm just sorry you know i'm in the i'm behind the scenes my first year was 2006 yeah and that all started with um, Regis, old Regis Harrington, remember him? Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I text with Regis yeah. every now and then. Yep. Oh, he's great. Stuntman so, galore. Yeah, yeah. I I would go to freestyle uh, events because I I really enjoyed freestyle. Uh huh. And I was I had to talk <laughs> I had to talk Jody into going to <laughs> to them and covering them because you know, but across action was just yeah. really testing, testing, and more testing. 
So I, w- I think I went to Mexico City for Red Bull X Fighters and wrote an article and basically was n- not negative but critical on some of the things and mm-hmm. what I thought was wrong, what I thought was was good. And Regis called me and said, hey, you know, why don't you be on the selection committee? You saw these guys ride recently uh-huh. and you can help us pick, uh, you know, on a committee vote who should go to X Games. I said, great, cool. Yeah. And then, you know, t- towards the end of the selection, he said, okay, well, we're short a judge. Would you be interested? And it was one of those things where I'm like, um, you know, this is maybe something I should step away from because, you know, you have lots of guys who are, are qualified. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a freestyle guy. Right. I don't, I don't flip. You know, I, I ride dirt bikes, but yeah. I keep the wheels mostly on the ground. And he said, well, you know, your your knowledge of it and paying attention to the details is why I'm picking you, not the fact that you've done this. I go, okay, all right, well, yeah. there's four other guys I can bounce ideas off of and, and really get a read on the, the severity of the tricks, you know, the, mm-hmm. the difficulty of them. And so slowly but surely, I, I just... Every year, I I would think I did a good job. Um, I was told I did a good job, mm-hmm. and through it all, I learned some things. You know, such as talking to the riders after the the event. You know, of yeah. course, they're going to be ticked off. There's only going to be one, maybe two guys that are happy. Yeah, Everybody yeah, else yeah. Be bummed I, out, but the the, you, the you, social media stuff about the judges after every X Games, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I got it, guys, got it. You're yeah, angry, you're yeah. angry, right? Yeah, you got to go and own your crap you know yeah so yeah then it was a matter of okay i'm gonna go talk to these guys and back then it was maybe frowned upon a little bit like all right you did your job go away right and i mean regis would go down and talk to the guys and i i try to make it a point to go down as well yeah and then in 2013 when they did the global x games regis stepped away uh-huh. he, he said i'm i'm good i'm done and he recommended me now the head judge is different than being a judge. I mean, judges have a, a lot of pressure on them. A head judge, I do too, but those guys are the ones that are, you know, they're scoring yeah. every trick. Yep. Me, I'm looking for, um, you know, obviously the rules mm-hmm. and the the time limits, making sure the guys, you know, you kind of, I won't say babysitting, but you're getting them all where they need to be. Yep explaining rules to them and looking for any possible favoritism variances things like yeah, that yeah and i mean now the the group that that i that i'm privileged to work with are they're all x freestyle riders yep you know they've all done flips they've all done gnarly tricks and they're the ones that are responsible for scoring i'm just the guy that that uh is the manager yeah so to speak. yeah it's sort of sort of making sure everything so, is on, running right and on time yeah and everything. now yeah. it makes more sense to me than it did back then but <laughs> if i didn't do what i did back then i wouldn't yeah. know what i know now so yeah yeah um so how was yeah. china how was china i don't know what i ate honestly <laughs> i have no clue there was some meat i went with eric i tried to stick with eric because he had this uh barbecue place Right around the hotel. Okay. And he said, oh, this is good. This is good. But, it, you know, the menus were in Chinese. Yeah. So even with your Google Translate, it's, you know, I just saw stuff that I <laughs> wanted to be ignorant to right. and just go along with what Eric was into. But he yeah. was like the eggplant guy that, I mean, it looked like spit, spit on a plate. <laughs> oh. So I just ventured out and I just ordered some stuff. And I had some delicious meat. I don't know if it was dog, horse. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, Jeez. beef. I I'm, couldn't tell you, but oh. I did lose some weight, and that yep. was cool. Right, yeah, that's a good and thing. <laughs> the uh, the people were all very nice. I, you know, honestly, with their surveillance, I felt like I was watched every five feet. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! Yes. Wow. Yeah. Just cameras everywhere. Just Ca- cameras everywhere. Wow, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Um, that's cool that JGR lets you do that, though. They let you oh, it's go. Awesome. Yeah, really nice of them to do that, right? It's, it's a yes. gig that pays a little bit and allows you to uh, experience a different side of the industry. And I imagine you enjoy it. So that, that's cool. 
I do. I never, never thought I would go to China. So no, no, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that's inter- that's interesting. Yeah, the the MXA guy being involved in the judging <laughs> is, is, was always was always quite comical to me. So um, yeah. Uh, John Basher on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast brought to you by Maxis, Alpine Stars, and SlickWash.com. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Thanks to those companies for, for stepping up for the podcast. So how does a guy from Buffalo – oh, by the way, check out JGRMX.com for, uh, for all their motor mods and, and lots of other parts that you can get for your Suzukis. Um, how does a guy from New York, from Buffalo, end up – like you talked to us a little bit about internship, but how do you get started at MXA? How do you meet Jody Weisel or meet Tim Olson or whoever from Buffalo to get to California? Uh, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting story. I started out, you know, got into motocross late seventh grade, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and then, you know, fully immersed for as far as I could be immersed in Western New York. And then in ninth grade, I really took a liking or, or thereabouts to to writing mm-hmm. love writing stories and then i thought well i, I want to write articles well why not write about my favorite sport which is motocross yeah it, when i was a freshman in high school one of our uh assignments was to reach out to somebody in your dream profession mm-hmm. write them a letter ask a few questions including you know what advice they could offer yep and I wrote a letter to Jimmy Mack at Motocross. Park. Oh, Jimmy Mack. Okay. Oh, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Mack. Yeah. Yes. And he responded. And I was beyond, like, mind blown. Yeah. My mom laminated that letter. And <laughs> I I stuck it right in front of my – in my bedroom in front of my word processor. Because wow. back then it really wasn't full-on computers. Right, then. right sounded super old here and <laughs> that was my motivation that i can do this oh that's cool well, was it like what was jimmy mack like hey keep it up good stuff you, you see you out here like was, he, was it a positive letter or was it you know okay i imagine if somebody wrote me that i'd be like yeah i don't know it's a really tough game it doesn't pay a lot of money maybe you should just do something <laughs> else <laughs> yeah he didn't he did not show me the jaded side of this okay all right good <laughs> good guy. to know right yeah yeah <laughs> if you if you can dream, you can achieve it. No, um, it, it was inspirational, obviously. Yeah. And it was basically work your butt off. Yeah. And the the cool thing is my brother, my older brother, uh, Mike, he was heavily into photography. And this is a whole another story. Uh, but he was into moto, not as much as I was, but he raced and he went to Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Okay. And he he started, you know, talking with Davey Coombs from Racer X and then also get in, you know, in those days mm-hmm. you probably as it is now is tightened up a little bit. But, you know, they would kind of hand out uh, photo passes to a lot of different people. Yeah. Well, it still works that way. Don't worry about it. Davey will meet somebody <laughs> at Applebee's and they'll get a photo vest. <laughs> Don't worry. It's still the same way. Yeah. So he got photo vests from either Davey Racer X or through Jimmy Mack, mm-hmm. the motocross yeah. journal. And then after my brother graduated, he he thought he was going to work for Racer X, but it, that just didn't work out. I mean, Davey came to his graduation and all that, but it just, you know, yeah. Davey had other guys. I think he had Simon. Right. You know, Simon the stud. And he, my brother reached out to Jimmy Mack. And Jimmy said, yeah, come out for an interview. So he and my dad went out, met Jody, met Tim Olson, Jimmy Mack. Yeah. And right there, he got the job. So my brother, and he always gives me crap for this, but he's like, I'm the reason that you got that job at motocross action. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you don't think about the hours and hours that I spent working my butt off in college and all that to do it. But okay. And But he was my, my foray into MXJ motocross action. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's yeah. really, that's how it started. It was, it was a stroke of luck, honestly. Yeah. I don't um, regret it one bit. I, I wish I could have been made a little more, more money, but I'd have to do like printing or something else that I yeah. learned in my major. That wouldn't have been any fun. Thanks to Basher for the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. And uh, thank you, Alpine Stars. Thank you, slickwash.com. And uh, Maxis, of course, uh, all on board with us. And also Racetech, racetech.com. Ben LeMay. Running Race Tech right now out there in the Nationals. Michael Lessie, Tyler Medaglia using Race Tech, of course. Chris Blose, zombie Chris Blose, absolutely killed it in Supercross with Race Tech, folks. So if you need motor 
and or suspension. And uh, you want to get it set up for your weight and or speed. Uh, Pulp19 is a code to save at Racetech.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, they've been part of us for a long time, and they do great work, whether it's motors or suspension. Get your oil changed. Get your motor work serviced and all that and stay on top of it. All right, thanks to those guys uh, for coming on board. Thanks to FlyRacing.com, of course. And uh, back to John Basher. So you interned for a couple of summers. Yep. Your brother, Mike, right? Mike? Mm. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Yep. Mike. So he's working there. You're interning. Uh, living the dream, I guess. I mean, I, I you know, it's kind of like when I, when, I, when I was first a mechanic, I mean, I, I kind of grew up like you, I guess, a fan of the sport and read all the magazines, including MXA and everything. And then at some point in 96, I'm a mechanic. Well, no, actually in 95, I'm hanging with my buddy who was a mechanic for, for Tony Amaradio. And I'm hanging out, and I'm, like, talking to, like, Phil Lawrence and Goose and Skip. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, it's the coolest thing ever, right? <laughs> I made it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just talking to these guys. They're cool. Uh, and then, you know, I got a job in 96, and that, and that was the start of my deal. But I remember thinking, and you were probably like this too, Basher, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe this. I can't believe a kid from Canada, Winnipeg, you know, in your Buffalo, not, 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 not much yep. different. I can't believe yep. I'm here, right? Well, it's funny. I think the first summer I went out there – the very first week, uh, actually the first that I started, I wrote, no, I was sorry, 2002, Ricky Carmichael won the Supercross Championship, Honda CR250, the old chopper mobile. And the first week I flew out, Jody said, all right, you're going to ride this bike. You're going to test it around <laughs> the Glen Helen Supercross track. I don't ride Supercross. <laughs> or I didn't really ride much of that sort of deal at yeah. that time. Right. And you're going to ride Ricky Carmichael's bike. And I'm thinking, Ricky Carmichael, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And the bike sucked. Right. I mean, it was just terrible because I'm six foot one. Ricky Carmichael, you know, his stature, you know, he had that bike all yeah. choppered no, I mean, out. have the bars rolled down. I mean, I, I felt like, you know, a, a basketball player on a pit bike. <laughs> Yeah. And everybody from Honda's there watching me, and like it was butterflies. Obviously, yeah. You know, I, I'm worthless here. Why would you put me in this position? But then I also thought, man, who else gets to ride Ricky right. Carmichael's bike? Right. And obviously, he made it work for him. I rode Red Dog's bike a few times, like motoed on it, like just not just around the pits or anything. Like, like went to his house and did motos, yeah. and it sucks. It sucks. It hits too hard. Suspension's <laughs> too soft. Suspension's too stiff. Like it. I don't want to ride yeah. this thing. It's you yeah. got you got to be so good to push it so hard, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's not well, not good. Pe- people would always ask me, you know, what's it like riding the pros bike? James Stewart's, you know, twenty four and zero winning bike. I'm like, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it like, sucks. there is nothing enjoyable <laughs> about it other than you know rubbing in the face of your friends that hey man, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll road this. They bike. are light. You can feel the lightness. I yes. will. I'll go there. You can feel how light they are. But other than that, you're like, yeah. Whatever. Light and tight, like everything just right. feels so fresh. Yep. Um, so okay, so then Jody's like, "Hey, full time, come on out, move out, full time assistant yep. editor." Yep. Um, that's pretty cool. That's got to be pre- pretty neat. Yep. Yeah. Living on top ramen there for a little while and worked my way up. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. I mean, that's what we all do, right? Um, yeah. What was kind of, what was the coolest couple of things you did at your time there? What stands uh, out? Man, what stands out? Obviously, the people I met. I mean, because the industry is so small. Mm-hmm. So being able to meet a, a bunch of different people I never otherwise would have been able to, and you know, form you know lifelong relationships. Dennis Stapleton, Daryl Eckland, you know, those guys are they're national treasures to me. So that's that was really cool. Obviously, traveling, and I know. Motocross action guys, we don't travel that much to the races, but like going around the world and doing some of the the freestyle events, going to Ireland with Travis Pastrana, going to uh, Switzerland, obviously stands out. And really the the ability to get paid for a job that didn't seem like a job. Right. And I knew I knew that when I left MXA, I would never find a job <laughs> as fun. <laughs> Is that like, yeah. oh man, this is going to suck. Like right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a desk jockey. Yeah. I'm not going to be able, people aren't going to, you know, hand me all new gear and, oh, come down to the track and meet us and we'll have this perfectly prepped bike for you on this great track. You know, I knew that was going to be gone. Yeah. So 
I, it was an honor to be able to, uh, to get exposed to that. So your wife from SoCal, she's totally fine with moving out to East Coast. Like when you guys made that decision, like she was, she was fine with that, moving all that way away, away from her family. Well, she's a country girl at heart. Okay. Yeah. If you uh, if you give her enough rum, she'll actually get a you know a country accent. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, she was on board and knew that you know nothing against California. It's, yeah, it's a great state. It's expensive state. The weather is awesome. Um, but I knew that raising kids, I'm from the East Coast. I, I liked how I was raised. And my wife was, was into that because we had traveled back yeah. East quite a few times before we had kids. And so she, yeah, she was on board with that. Oh, and it cool. was a surprisingly yeah. easy decision. Right. Um, MXA stuff. Uh, obviously, you guys don't. Here we put, go. You guys don't put byline. <laughs> you don't put, I know the byline. No, but no, but but here's my. Did you ever write yep. something that got you in trouble, internally or externally? Like, did anything come up controversial? Like, I, I I've written some of these pieces. You know, things that I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe I wrote that. Davey has lit me up a few times over the years. It happens. <laughs> um, but do you have that moment for you? Moments for me that where I had a byline. Or, or just either whether you had a byline and got ripped or, or you wrote something that came back to bite you because internally Jody knew it was you or whoever and you got uh, in trouble. Anything like that? I have – I got two of them, one involving a byline and one without. Okay. So the one <laughs> the one in, without was the old Husqvarna TC250 or by, at that time – or yeah, it was a TC250. Then was the four-stroke. Is this like early 2000s? So we're talking like 2005, 2006 yeah, yeah. when they were still owned by, um, I think, Italian company. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is Lampson days, J- Jason Thomas days, that, that race yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I rode that bike uh-huh. and because I became in charge of doing all the 250 um, write-ups. Uh-huh. I did the 250 shootout. And that bike I rode, you know, if we were put in front, in front of the firing squad and asked to – you know, say one good thing about this bike, we'd be sweating bullets. <laughs> and Husqvarna, well, they didn't think that was funny. You know, <laughs> I thought that. it was creative. I thought right. it was creative writing, but they didn't think right. it was funny. Right. Uh, um, the one that I got, <laughs> I mean, I've told this story to my friends, and I hope Matt Walker is listening to this. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But Matt Walker was always the guy that he'd actually call in to MXA. Be like, you need to be harder on these guys. Or when there was an article, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Good right, job. Right. Well, he had a rough year, and you know, I was my brother and I were at Daytona. Yeah. And he had crashed in practice, and, and I had just taken a picture. Well, I, I didn't choose the picture. You know, in those days, they, they were chose by, you know, a collective group. Right. And, and Roland, if you really wanted a photo, obviously, as a publisher, yeah, we're going to run that photo. Yep. So I did this like Bachelor Brothers travel through Florida yeah. and all over the place. And so they decided to run a picture of Matt Walker. And I was in my caption, I was very nice. You know, I always tried to you give the benefit of the doubt as Matt Walker, you know, it's yeah. a stalker. Right. Stalker right. Matt Walker. Right. And then then uh the caption got changed. Oh yeah, I've said, had that happen. I've had this happen th- to me. Yeah. yeah, and it was this photo sums up Matt Walker's 2006 season and 2005, 2004, 2003. Like uh, you know, <laughs> going on down the line. Yeah, and it has my byline on it. And so the magazine comes out. It's right before Vegas Supercross finale. And Matt Walker, because he's in tune with everything, at least he was in the industry. Yeah. Like he paid attention. He saw that. And my dad and I were walking through the pits. <laughs> and Matt Walker see him. And I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? He's like, he, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was so angry. <laughs> like, motocross fiction. I can't believe you wrote that about me. And I'm like, what yeah and then i remembered <laughs> so i went over to the pro circuit pits because i'm like well all right you're gonna call me out like yeah oh, let's talk yeah let's go talk right and bone stops me as i'm walking into their pits he's like no 
don't come in here right now. It's not a good time. He's angry with you. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, well, that article that you wrote, I'm like, well, crap, that wasn't even me. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. And from that point forward, he, apparently he had told Jody and Tim Olson, I like you guys, but I can't stand those bastard brothers. I don't even want to see him around. <laughs> I mean, your name was on it. So, you yeah, know, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So I know you're harping on the bylines, but you know, sometimes it, yeah. that was the story. Maybe I didn't need a byline. It's happened to us. It's happened to myself and Wygant. Uh, JT had it happen where things get changed a little bit in the final yeah. editing process. And you're like, I didn't approve of that. I didn't, I don't <laughs> think that, you yeah. know, it happens sometimes I, I can, I can relate. So, um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Did you have a rider or two that? Well, you, we mentioned Chad earlier, but did you have a couple guys because of nothing that you do with you, but just MXA didn't want to deal with you? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you might get that almost anywhere, but uh, yeah, guys that didn't really want to deal with me because um, I try. I always try to be the peacemaker yeah. as best as I could. You were sort was, of the. You were for for many years. You you were the guy at the races. You were the face of MXA for sure. You know, like yeah. you'd go to more of these things than, than anybody else. Yeah, I, I try to be level headed and you know do some damage control if need be. <laughs> um, but guys, specific guys. I mean, they're, they're aside from Matt Walker. Yeah. Um, n- no. No. I, I no. mean, there were guys, but I can't think of anybody like oh man, yeah 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 God Ooh. right. Um. Yeah. Uh, what was, uh, what was, what was the favorite bike you tested? You talked about the factory bikes and all that, and I agree with you on that, but was there a bike that stood out or two that you just loved? Uh, favorite factory bike was, you're going to love this and you think that I'm doing this just for you, uh, was Tim Ferry's oh. Cali 450 in 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was 2008, excuse me. Yep. Yeah. That, that was a stud bike. Um, privateer bike was Kyle Lewis's Honda 450. Oh, now you're just pandering right. to Alan. That's that's all you're doing right there. Well, come on, <laughs> AB and I are bros. Right, right, right. <laughs> now nah, he knew what he was doing, and those were those. That was a great platform stock, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, absolutely, it, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. So I did a podcast with Stapo a couple weeks ago, and yes. uh, and uh, we talked a little bit about Jody. Uh, I'm 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 not a fan. Um, some things personal, some things not. I, I just he's misunderstood. I know he takes a lot of shit. He takes a lot of heat. But whether it's Tim Olson or Stapo or any of these other guys I talk to, when you work with them day in and day out, um, people love them. The, the people that have to deal with them really enjoy working for Jody, and and they know him better than I do, or some of these keyboard warriors, or anything else. Um, are you the same way? Do you do you 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 you, you respect them? You like them? Best boss I ever had. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or probably will ever have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he'd he'd stick his neck out for you. He yep. would give you. I mean, he gave me an opportunity and pushed me without making me go crazy. And mm-hmm. it sounds weird to say that, but yep, you know, workload or opportunities where okay, well, you want to do freestyle, go ahead mm-hmm. and proved to me that it's something that we need to run yep so it wasn't just he wasn't a no man he wasn't a yes man i mean heck the guy gave me a loan so that i could buy my first house really huh oh wow <laughs> yeah. that's awesome that's cool yeah, yeah. i yep. mean without him on on a professional level personal level mm-hmm. i wouldn't have survived in california i wouldn't have learned nearly what i was able to and still be involved in the sport right so it's he he needs better PR. I don't think he cares, right? I don't <laughs> he think he, does, he. I don't think he gives a he shit. He does. But. He does not. Not yeah. one bit. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of cool? Like I wish I was that way. Right. Right. He definitely needs better PR uh, uh, for sure. <laughs> you know, there's definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's it's sometimes I read some things on the website nowadays, and I'm just like, come on, man, come on, guys, stop it. But they are what they are, and, and you cannot deny his impact in the legacy of motorcycle racing. You cannot deny it. Those yes. MXAs um, back in the day uh, mm-hmm. were must reads. It was the voice. Uh, it was it was funny. It was interesting. Um, it was the source of you know where you got all your news from, and and he can't be overlooked 
for that. Like I'll give him all that credit, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and, and he guided this magazine for, for for how long? So, um, yeah. I, I don't know if he'll ever retire. Well, he probably will never retire, right? I mean, I one of my things was I was never going to be the guy that goes, all right, well, are you? When are you going to pack it up? Yeah. So I can take over because it, that's just disrespectful. You know, I, I was never going to ask him that question. No, I knew that no. if I if it was my time, then it was, and obviously it wasn't. Yep. And I'm I'm totally cool with that. And Jody, yeah, it is. He does have a legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he rubs people the wrong way. Yep. No, he does not care. And that's <laughs> in in ways that's it's old school. It's yeah. I respect it. Um, he's hurt a lot of feelings. He's helped a ton of people. Yeah, I think and behind the, pe- the scenes people. he helps people out, right? Quietly, he doesn't. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. borrowing you money for a house—that's a solid move, yeah. man. And he's not the guy that goes. You know what? I'm gonna go on social media. I'm gonna post that I help my buddy out. Right. You know, he's he's not that type of person, and yeah. it's refreshing. Right. Yeah. 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 I'll give him that again. I'm not. Well, uh, you know. I think maybe you guys need to go to get some Polly's pies and <laughs> go on it. You know, he'll take you up in his airplane. Oh, he'll he push me. He, he, he'd push me out if he took me up in his airplane. So. <laughs> No. Oh, that's maybe funny. Man, he might. Uh, he might. He might. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I, again, I give the guy props, man. He, he's an AMA Hall of Famer, even though he hates the AMA. I, I will side with. <laughs> I will side with him on that. By the way, uh, all of that, absolutely. His his attacks on FIM and Ustream and AMA over the the decades. Uh, not much has been has he hasn't missed the mark on much in that, in my opinion. You know, so yeah. that that's a that's a refreshing thing to read. Uh, for a guy like myself who has a strong opinion and you know and puts it out there, so yeah, um, I get that absolutely. Um, God, I would just love to. I think I told Stapo this, Basher. I would just love to like. I can't do it because I wouldn't be allowed in the, the building. But man, would I love to go through the archives and the photos and everything there up there in uh, Valencia? Uh, oh, that'd be so yeah. great. Oh, uh, I wish uh, it would take somebody a, a long time, but to digitize everything. I told Eklund so that. cool. Uh, I, I said to Eklund, you guys are missing out the boat. Like, you're missing money. You could charge Cycle News Archives, MXA Archives. You could charge money, and you would have yep. people who, who sign up all day long to read old bike tests and, and old magazines all day. Yep. So, well, it, it, and even going through old slides. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like the motocross journal years. Right. Because that's when I got into it. 94, 95, 96 was like... I would go through those slides, books, and I would just sit there for hours. Right. Man, yeah. This is incredible. And then they had Chris Haltner back mm-hmm. back then, and he shot great. You know, right. He's an awesome photographer. So yeah, no, hundred percent, man. I agree. So, do you still basher have an orange helmet? I'm looking at one right now. It's, nice. It's, it's in my office. Well, it's in Coy's office, which is my office. So <laughs> I didn't change much in his office because he has so many cool things. He's got a game ball uh, versus Dallas. He's yeah. got his uh, his racing helmets. Uh, the only thing I did was put up a 2007 um, everybody autographed the, a Fox helmet for Motocross the Nations. Okay. Yeah. I, ha- I have my custom painted Tiger Designs um, helmet, or I helmet. And I took down the pictures of his kids because I just thought it was too weird to keep <laughs> it's up kinda pictures creepy. of his kids. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah. Does he that's, ha- that's all I've done. Have you ever seen the Coy Gibbs poster when he uh, ra- when he drove? Yeah. 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 It's actually in this office. It's uh, amazing. Oh, uh, the poster. Yeah, very serious Coy Gibbs, serious uh, racer. Um, he Did you ever hear about that letter I wrote to HR? At JGI? I did. It was great. To so Tony? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who it was. Awesome. It, was a, it was a woman, yeah. right? Um, yep. Yeah, I, yep. Got her, I got her info. <laughs> I wrote an email complaining about my treatment as a journalist at the hands of Coy Gibbs. <laughs> I hope everybody had a good laugh at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Threw a water bottle, bounced it off my head, told me, get out of his truck. He told me I'm not, I'm shitty at my job. <laughs> it was just, but it was all true. It absolutely all happened. <laughs> That's the best part of it. I didn't make up one thing. Uh, and I wrote an email to JGR uh, HR pretending, you know, being dead serious and, uh, and, <laughs> of course, nothing happened. He quite did not get in trouble. Oh, no. No. Heck no. Uh, he get, good, he good gave me a tour time. one time. And first, we stopped in the ice cream shop or the, or the retail shop there and grabbed <laughs> some ice cream. And then he was like, yeah. every door he opened, whoever was in there, he's like, this guy's an idiot. Or, oh, yeah. or he would say to the guy in the room, 
Hey, I'm taking my. This guy thinks he's a, me, a journalist. I'm taking him on. A, <laughs> like, like every single every single person we met, there yeah. was some smart ass comment back or forth. Yeah, that was it was fantastic. So I got I got the tour of JGR Cup Shop. Well, so. he is. You know, it's a good thing to know that he is terrible to everybody. You know, <laughs> right, equally, right? Equally. equally. Yeah. I he, mean, uh, I was sitting at a table a few weeks ago with some other people, and he's like, oh. I could tell this was the nerd table in high school and just walked right away. And you're like, what do you even say to that? I know. He's great. <laughs> this is a man who like leads the entire organization. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's just, and, and why and I laugh because his Instagram probably has all these followers from NASCAR, like all these people looking to get the latest scoop or the latest insight from JGR NASCAR team or whatever. And he just yeah. makes fun of Nicoletti. He just posts photo, Phil, is this oh, you? Yeah. And it's some guy at a bar. <laughs> yeah, either Phil Nicoletti or Spencer, right? Or Spencer. R and D guy, right? Oh, it's uh, he's a he's a fantastic human being. I, I can't get enough of Coy when, when, when he's at the races. I, I love it. I wish we saw him more. So, yeah. um, well, cool, man. Uh, yeah, John Basher, thank you for doing the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. JGRMX.com. Go there, check it out. You can get the merchandise. You can get the uh, stage one, stage two engine kits, cylinder heads, uh, piston ECUs. Uh, do we do we miss anything you want to else talk about or anything? Anything uh, I forgot? No, I, the only th- you know what I really stands out is I was at Thunder Valley. I don't know how many years ago, mm-hmm. and I think I was in somebody's pit. And I look over and I see you. You were doing some sort of video, okay? And you had crawled out of a garbage can. Oh yeah, yeah, that was. That and was... I always wanted to ask you about that. What was the angle? On <laughs> that, that was the uh, bottom line show I did for a couple of seasons. And what I was pretending to be, I think I, I might have picked it up in a Mr. Bean skit or something. I was in a, I went, we went to Home Depot, we bought a garbage can, I cut the bottom out of it, so I, I went in, I put it over me, and then I, I hung a microphone out of it to pretend that I was getting silly season scoops from Peyton and everybody in the pits. And I was, a, and I was like a moving garbage can. Yes, it was fantastic. It might be on YouTube. Uh, I did a bunch of these bottom line shows. They're on Pulpomex YouTube. I don't know if that one's on there, but um, yes, I was, I was like, and then you just see my feet underneath as I was following the garbage can around. So wow, yeah, that, yeah, nice. Really I'll cutting it, cutting edge, cutting edge yeah. journalism, Basher. <laughs> did you get the scoop? Uh, I don't think I did. I think Peyton I mean, told you me. Usually do right. You're the guy that that knows every all that information first. Which yeah, you you must have some. Uh, some good leads in this industry i do i do uh you know i got a lot of friends and you know you get a lot of these stuff basher as you know you get a lot of it from gear guys and agents gear guys and agents that's 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 who's got a finger on the pulse of things (laughs) you know so or sometimes sometimes like um handlebar guys they'll get a call from a team and be like hey we need a certain ben because this guy's riding for us you know whoa yeah that'll happen guys that'll happen um so, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, you guys got speaking of feeling, guys. Kyle Chisholm is on the team. Uh, he will yep. be he'll he'll be your most low maintenance guy ever, Basher. <laughs> like seriously, that's it, good. it'll be it'll be the easiest thing ever, guys. The guy's just solid. So, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, man. So please, everybody, check out jgrmx.com if you got a Suzuki. If you want really close uh, motors, motors and parts that the race team uses, uh, go on there. Um, and yeah, Basher, great uh, great talk to you, MXA. X Games judge now at JGR Communications Manager. So, uh, thank you for your time on the Fly Racing Race Rex podcast, man. Thanks. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, see you. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And right. and he's got the thing. He's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna.
I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I just pulled piss and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Right, as the day.